So I'm talking about trusting God tonight in 10 minutes, which is kind of funny because there's not a reflection of the reality of trusting God. Usually when you have to trust God for something, you have to do it a little bit longer than 10 minutes. You have to really hold on. So, but we're going for it. So I think like one of the biggest challenges when it comes to trusting God and seeing the breakthrough is not actually a lack of faith, but a lack of patience. It says in Hebrews 6 verse 12, we do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. Let's pray. Thank you, Father God, that you're here tonight, that you're moving, that you're speaking. Father God, I just pray that you would touch every heart and change every life in this place. We love you and we worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. So, my main verse for tonight is Isaiah 55, verse 11. It says this, So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Let me tell you a story from my own life about trusting God in recent history. So, March last year, um, I lost my job unexpectedly, uh, so I was unemployed and looking for work. Now, you know, in my head, I was thinking, you know, start of June, I'll get a new job and, you know, I'll be getting on with the next big thing that God has for me. And like, yeah, as I said, it was March that I lost the job. I'm thinking June start, a bit of a gap, but then we'll get cracking. And so that was my plan, but God had other ideas, as he often does. So each month I came to the start of that month and I was thinking, right, start of June, this is going to be the month I'm going to get a job. First of June, looking for jobs, it's all going to happen, it's all going to come falling into my lap. Middle of June, this is my month, it's June, it's going to happen. Waiting for that job, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come. End of June. So yeah, June's my month. <laughs> it's going to happen. Okay, maybe July. July is my month. So we got to July and it was like, yeah, July, going to get a job this month. Mid-July. Okay, this is annoying. I'm getting a job. Like, end of July, I'm fed up. I'm absolutely fed up. I want a job. August, I want a job. <laughs> and it went on and on. So it actually ended up being the 1st of October. That was the first day at my new job, which was far later than I had planned. Um, but that was God's timing. He wanted me to trust him. He wanted me to learn to trust him. Because all of that whole time, even though I wanted employment, I knew what God was saying was actually, hang on, I've got something. Just trust me. And it's tough. There was some time at the start of September that I read a verse from Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 24. I'm going to read it in the Amplified. It says, Nor do they say in their hearts, Let us now reverently fear and worship the Lord our God, who gives rain, both the autumn and the spring rain in its season, who reserves and keeps for us the appointed weeks of the harvest, who reserves and keeps for us the appointed weeks of the harvest. I think it's funny that the day I started at my job was the day after Harvest Sunday. I think that's just God's sense of humor that he gave me that verse at the start of September before I'd even had an email about their possibility of an interview. And then 
yeah, he's faithful. So, but you know what? Like one month is long enough, let alone three, four, and, and every day being like, is this going to be the day? Waking up thinking, is this it? And so there were moments when I just went and applied for stuff anyway, despite what I knew God was saying, because, you know, I, I was frustrated and I was like, I'm getting a job. This is silly. And I applied for all sorts of jobs that I definitely should have got, like, on paper. But God was shutting the door. I didn't even get a response from them. easy jobs that I should have. And, like, but I think sometimes we need to thank God for the doors that he's closing because he's got something better in mind. I would wake up every morning full of doubt and frustration. But I had to list a note on my phone of all the words that God has spoken to me every time a scripture passage had jumped out at me, every time something from a preach had spoken to me. It was all in this note, every prophecy. And I was like waking up feeling like I, I'm done with this. I do not want to be in this season anymore. But then I'd get that note out and I'd start reading out loud these promises that God had given me. And what would happen is I'd start reading it and by the end of the list... I start reading it and saying it like I believe it. And by the end of the list, I did believe it. It aligned my heart and my mind back into a place of faith. You see, in that verse in Jeremiah where it talks about the appointed weeks for harvest, there is a week in your life, in your future, that is harvest time. Whatever it is that you're waiting for, whatever promise, whatever prayer that you're praying, there is a week in the future, that is harvest time. That's the, day, that's the week that breakthrough will come. That's the, that's the week where you'll get your answer to prayer. Now imagine for a moment it's that week, next week. Wouldn't you look back and wish that you just trusted God? Wouldn't you look back and wish that you hadn't wasted time? Wasted time being doubtful and in misery, but instead walking in faith and making the most of every moment. And that's the realization I came to, but I had a choice that I had to make every morning to align myself to faith. You see, as it says in that, that um, verse in Isaiah about the word of the Lord not returning empty, when the word of the Lord comes, it's like a seed that gets planted in your heart. It's a word that contains power to bring about transformation in your life. But you see, the thing is with a seed is that if you go into your garden and you plant a seed and then you keep going back and digging it up to check if it's germinated, if it's become a plant, it's not going to grow, okay? You need to leave it in the soil and you need to water it and you need to nurture it. You need to put it in the right conditions. You see, I love the example of the bamboo plant. It's a, this might not be entirely true, but <laughs> for what I remember... It's the fastest growing plant in the plant kingdom, I think. The next bit I am sure about. But it takes seven years, seven years to get from the point of planting a seed to germinating. And then, bam, fastest growing plant. But you see, that's a great picture of the kingdom of God. Sometimes you have to hold on to something that's just a seed for year after year after year, and it's only, you know, seven years before it actually grows into anything and produces any fruit. 
If you want to hear God more, you need to treasure the word that he's already spoken to you. You need to show God how much you honor the words that he's already spoken, whether that's words that he's personally given you, that he's spoken to you, or prophecies or whatever, or the Bible, most importantly. Show him how much that matters to you, what he's already said, and he'll say more. You see, you don't get fruit from that seed by throwing more seed at it. You've got to nurture the seed that's there if you want fruit. I think some of us, we, we're asking God, we're like, I want to hear you speak more. I want, to, you know, I want to hear your voice, but what's he already said? James chapter 1, verse 21, the second half, it says, In a humble, gentle, and modest spirit, receive and welcome the word, which implanted and rooted in your heart contains the power to save your souls. Now a little bit of context. Your soul, that's your mind, so your thoughts. Your will, that's your desires and your emotions. We're all, we're all trinities here. Body, soul, spirit. Soul and spirit, not the same thing. So we've got a body, and they're all connected as well. You've got a body, you've got a soul, you've got a spirit. Okay, so when this is talking about soul, it's talking about your mind, your will, your emotions. Are you here tonight and are you battling in your mind? Can I encourage you, receive and welcome the word which implanted and rooted in your heart contains the power to save your mind, to transform your thinking. Are you battling in your emotions tonight? Can I encourage you, receive and welcome the word which implanted and rooted in your heart contains the power to save your emotions, to transform your emotions. Are you battling tonight with your desires? Are you desiring things that aren't healthy for your body, aren't healthy for your soul, aren't healthy for your spirit? Receive and welcome the word implanted and rooted which contains the power to save, to transform your desires. So you may wonder why I've just spent ages talking about the word of God when I'm supposed to be talking about trusting God. But it's quite simple, really. How can you trust God unless you know him? You see, we trust people that we know. You're going to trust a friend or family a lot more than a stranger. I love the definition of faith that says that faith is confidence in his nature, knowing with certainty that his heart and his nature is unmovable in the midst of any circumstance. You see, if you have faith, if you have certainty that God's heart, God's nature is faithful and trustworthy, then you'll trust him. Jesus said that from the heart the mouth speaks if you trust the heart of God if you have faith that his heart is good then you'll believe his words and faith comes by hearing the words that's why I'm talking about the word you hear the words you get faith and then you can believe that God is good and then you can trust him 
there's a journey to trusting God. It's not something you just do. You have to be confident in who he is. Some of you here tonight, you think, well, I tried the Bible once. It didn't work for me. The Bible is not something that you try once. Okay? Persist. Commit. Dwell. Meditate. Chew. Ponder. Drink deep. Repetition. 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 Read that same verse again and again and again until you become it. The Bible is not something you try once. You are what you eat. Okay? Eating involves a lengthy process of chewing and digesting into the innermost parts of you. Right? If you're hungry, you don't just touch something with your tongue and then walk away. All right? It's the same with the Word of God. You've got to chew it. You've got to meditate on it. That word meditate, it literally means to chew it, to just go over it again and again and again, all day, all night, just again and again and again until it goes down into the innermost parts of you and begins to bring nourishment to your entire being. Psalm 34 verse 8 says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. I want to encourage you, taste and see that the Lord is trustworthy. So my discussion point for tonight, I want you to find somebody that you trust and just answer this question with each other and maybe we could have some time to pray together as well. What does trusting God look like for you in your life at the moment? What does trusting God look like for you in your life at the moment?